0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome in, everyone, to another installment of The Orange and Blue View. I am one of your co hosts, Ron White NFL, here, actually with the Twitter handle. And. My partner in crime, Dylan Vaughn-Arks is here. Good evening, Dylan. How are you doing on this lovely Saturday?
2: I'm doing great, Ron. Just excited to be here another night. We have playoff football tomorrow, so that's exciting as always. Um, hoping for a Chiefs loss <laughs> so, <laughs> as always, and I hope uh, everyone else is too.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely championship weekend. And of course, it always sucks that the Broncos aren't participating in (laughs) the championship. Hopefully, we'll get back there one day. But uh, yeah, we're, you know, we never root for a division rival. So um, again, we're hoping for the Chiefs' loss. Hopefully, the the Baltimore Ravens come out on top um, and they're the representatives of the AFC in the Super Bowl. But let's get to the chat here to see who we got coming in. David McIlrath coming in from the top rope. Thank you, David. You know, your generosity is always appreciated, my man. He says, good evening, Broncos country, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag Buckham times three. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Again, David. Thank you very much for your $5 super chat. Much appreciated. And I'm hoping that you're having a great Saturday. All right. Let's see who we got. We got Kevin Gray coming in. Uh, Thank you, Kevin. He says, evening, Ron, Dylan, and Scott. Big mile high salute to Broncos country. Denver Broncos for life. MHH for life. Again, Kevin, thank you for coming. And we appreciate you coming in. And then we got DTR coming in. Denver Broncos for life. Yes, Denver Broncos for life. Denver Broncos country is the only one that matters. Um, So, again, thank you for coming in with that. And then we have David Yonkin coming in again um, with, I guess, a few comments as it relates to our topic here for tonight. So, again, thank you, David. This, This is great. He says, Evening, everyone. Main problem is QB. And if Sutton is going to be traded, should the Broncos rely on the draft for wide receivers so it can save on money? And we need a tight end because the ones we have are an issue. Yes, so I guess we can get into that topic here, Dylan. Um, Again, David, thank you for coming in with, um, with your perspective on the team. And yeah, guys, we know that the Denver Broncos have problems across the board. (laughs) Um, So what we're going to do tonight is um, highlight six problems total that Dylan and I deem that the Broncos should attempt to solve for in preparation for the 2024 NFL season. So I will kick it off to Dylan first um, to provide, and this kind of goes into what you were saying here, David, um, as, as far as maybe one of the problems there. Kick it off to Dylan to, to tell what his first problem is for the Denver Broncos.
2: Well, I think many of you can guess what this problem <laughs> is. It's uh, it's punting, obviously. No, it's the quarterback position. <laughs> We've been just discussing and arguing more like about what's uh, the lack of consistency uh, in the quarterback room, whether it's been this season with Stidham and Russ are dating back to Paxton Lynch and mm. uh those scary days. <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, that's that's the biggest problem. I mean, Russell this season, yeah, he, he had some decent numbers, but more so as an individual, not necessarily helping the team out. Like the game is played in four quarters, not not just one. So that that's definitely number one on the list.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, we all know that. That's the most glaring problem. You know, it's the one that has to get answered before anything else gets answered. What are the Broncos going to do at quarterback? You know, what transpired um, in this past season, Dylan, with, you know, all the drama surrounding Russell Wilson and and Sean Payton and, you know, the uh, verbiage in the contract about the injury clause and the benching? And, you know, now it's, you know, looking like Russell Wilson's out of the door. What is going to happen at the QB position? And that's been the talk, you know, ever since the conclusion of the season, um, as far as will the Broncos look at free agency to um, pick a quarterback or will they look at the draft or possibly both? But, again, that has to be the focus or the key the number one issue that the broncos do try to solve for for sure so that 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 again i I think we all know that i would say that my number um one and i guess this kind of goes into the the second uh problem or order of importance that we need to uh, that the broncos need to look at is the lack of consistency when it comes to the pass rush so edge so with the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos do have a few solid players at the edge position. So obviously there's Jonathan Cooper, there's Baron Browning, Nick Benito. Um but the Broncos don't have that difference maker, that elite playmaker at the edge position. So they need that player, they need to designate that player as the guy, you know, for opposing teams to account for. You know, we saw that you know, with Von Miller, you know, way back in oh, well it's been now what? Mm, over 10 years ago now. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. So the you know that that's that's what the Broncos need to try to look at. Um, and again, it's not to say that Baron Browning and John the Cooper and Nick Benito didn't didn't show promise because I believe they did given their youth. Um Browning had 3.5 sacks, three tackles for losses eight QB hits this past season. Cooper had 8.5 sacks, eight tackles for losses, 13 QB hits. Benito had seven sacks, 12 tackles for losses, and 18 QB hits. So, again, when you look at these numbers on the paper, they, they don't look bad. But, again, it's that consistent player at that position going or trying to tackle your quarterback every play. Also, another key stat I looked at, Dylan, is the pass rush win rate statistic here. So per ESPN, Broncos had the fourth lowest pass rush win rate amongst the NFL teams this year. Now, that number is not just exclusively for the edge because it does account for players also in that interior defensive line. Um but if the Broncos can look at you know, a player in free agency um, I believe the Neil Hunter from the Vikings was a name that has been floated out um, on several occasions and or looking for, you know, someone in the draft to pair with this young talent. I think that can help. But, yeah, I would say the the edge position, that lack of a consistent pass rush is definitely something that the Broncos need to look at um, when it comes to preparing for that 2024 season.
2: Yeah, when you uh you look at this roster, uh, when it pertains to the edge position, I see a lot of good depth. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, there's no there's no real stars. There's it's good depth. There's good guys to have in rotation, but you don't want them starting. I mean, the yep. fact that even Jonathan Cooper, as a seventh round pick, is doing as much as he did, that's pretty crazy. But still not starter worthy.
1: Yes. Yes, for sure, definitely. The, the, again, need to have that that consistent elite player. You guys, it's time for our first um, sponsor for tonight, and it's brought to you by Little Caesars. So make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Part of your game day, um, pizza for me is is a big part of my game day. There will be s- several Sundays in a row where I'm looking to order from Little Caesars, kind of, you know, I like my pepperoni, I like sausage, I like bacon. Um, So I'm I'm a big meat guy when it comes to pizza. Sometimes I'll do the pineapple, sometimes I'll do the Supreme. So it just kind of depends on my mood for that day. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday, and get ready for
2: some football and some fun. Yeah. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick toppings you crave. Either way, you win. Personally, my favorite. I'm pretty bland. I like pepperoni. But if I want to treat myself, I do the deep dish Detroit style, the cheesy crust, and add in bacon and jalapenos. That makes dinner time a win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery in our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during
0: the game. Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Great. Awesome. All right. And then let's see. We got quite a, you know, I think everyone's on that QB train here. I'll just pull up a few here as it relates to, to Dylan's first um few stringing here from michael davis again michael thank you for coming in need a qb enough said we patch too many holes every year but ignore the gaping wound at quarterback and then crazy looking at all the qbs we've drafted that didn't pan out yes yes michael it's again if if you get that position solved you know it'll go a long way i mean look look at you know we I hate to talk about our division rivals, but you know, look at how the chiefs have no one expected the chiefs to be in. Well, a lot of people, I would say (laughs) didn't expect the chiefs to be in the AFC championship this year, given how they played all season, you know, that team, they were dropping a lot of passes. The offense was out of sync, but they do have number 15 and number 15 is carrying them along the way. And that's what the Broncos have been missing all these years of to your point here, Michael, of having the guy that raises all ships. If he can come in, put this team on his back on a game in game out basis, that can solve so many things. Well, again, look at what the Texans did with CJ Stroud, you know, <laughs> first year, I think they won what three games the previous year. And they now went to 10 and seven this past year. So it's just so important um to get the right guy. Again, getting a guy is one thing, but make sure you get the right QB um, to take you far. So good, good comment there. Uh, good comment there, Michael. All right. Let's see who we have coming in here. Thank you guys for your generosity here. Let's see. All right. DTR with a question in here. Thank you, DTR. We appreciate you. He says, which QB would you like Denver to take a chance on? I think Penix breaks in half after a 40 to 50 sack season. (laughs) Dylan, I'll let you take this one first. What do you you think as far as the the QB class, which obviously can be any in the top three, um, maybe a few of those that are kind of in those later tiers what what are you thinking as
2: it relates to um quarterback for DTR's question uh well unfortunately the top 3 we're not even going to get a chance to look at in as a option for Denver uh, as it, as it pertains to the tier 2 guys uh i like a little bit of everything that i can do and uh especially penix i think uh he played decently well in the championship game, but I think his overall body of work at Washington uh, speaks for itself. Um, Bo Nix, I like him. I don't love him. He's got some <laughs> things. He gets the ball out quick. He's been uh, good against pressure, but he wasn't pressured a whole lot. And J.J. McCarthy, I like a lot of his tools. He's got a big arm. Um, I, it's just up here is what I worry about. And he He didn't throw a whole lot, especially in a championship game. I mean, it was like 15 or 16 times, something insane like that. But, uh, yeah, out of those three, though, I guess I'd have to say J.J. I just like the tools a lot, even though I did say he's got a small sample size. I think uh, sitting for a year in the Sean Payton system that is complicated for any quarterback, having a rookie sit for a year wouldn't be a bad idea. Nice, nice.
1: Yeah, I... Well, I, I think everyone knows who's my favorite QB person is here. <laughs> um, It's, it's going to be out of reach for us. Um, But to take a chance on maybe someone that's definitely within reach, DTR, to answer your question for these purposes, I, I would either say... And, and I go back and forth with, with Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy. And I I think I'm going to lean more on the side of Bo Nix. I I think Bo Nix is a better fit for Sean Payton. I think they're both good fits. Um, But I I think Bo Nix is is a better fit. And I think he can develop better under Sean Payton. I mean, some of the tape at Oregon with Bo Nix can be very predictable a lot to be desired you know a lot of that horizontal game you know um taking off and running and again all that those are good toolsy things at times but you know i think you know if he can kind of develop a little bit more with the reads and the passing i I think that'll that'll help um so there's a lot to work with now that i'm viewing more bo nix tape um and seeing kind of what he can do um, Michael Penix, I again I was impressed with what he put on tape at Washington and even in that championship game against Michigan. But again, I just feel as though with Michael Penix, everything has to be perfect, like with him, mm-hmm. perfect offensive line, right? Um, I think with timing, receivers have to kind of get in and out of those breaks. I, I think I think a lot of those things kind of have to click in order for Penix to succeed um and again i i still am i'm still a little weary when it comes to the broncos offensive line again that unit has improved mm-hmm. this past season for sure not taking any away from the strides that they took forward um it's just a matter of that right side that right tackle it's still it's still problematic um and you know with the left-handed quarterback that blindside on the right side could can, can be a cause for concern but and the injuries i think we have to see how the medical mm-hmm. check out with penix as well um but yeah his his uh ability his talent i mean it's it's great um but if, if i would have to guess here dtr i, I would i would say bo Nicks first jj mccarthy and then uh penix would be how i rank them all right so dylan let's get into the second well, your second, um, you know, issue for the Broncos to solve.
2: What you got? Yeah. So, obviously, there was a lot of problems on defense this year. And one of the biggest ones was uh, their run defense. It was mm-hmm. absolutely dreadful. Atrocious. Mm-hmm. They gave up a league high five yards of carry. Just t- so in two runs on two downs, you could just may first down, run it, run it, run it, which I'm surprised during our winning streak. That didn't seem to teams didn't seem to target that as much, which they probably should have. But I'm, I'm not going to complain about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, and they were kind of middle of the road in terms of giving up uh, yards and whatnot. But just seeing the defensive line get gashed over and over, mm-hmm. and there's just not not a lot of talent there. No one to hold them back, so then the linebackers are having to do the work and guessing and maybe overshooting and just overall just terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, there was there is so much tape on just bad run defense. I mean, I'm talking like atrocious run defense. Um, I can pull up a many a games where. Broncos gave up eight, nine, ten yard runs. It was it was just horrible to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right that 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 interior defensive line it it definitely needs some work. Um, it it needs work from a starting perspective, and it needs depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the point of attack, they were yeah they were just getting handled. <laughs> they were getting manhandled. <laughs> Um, at the line of scrimmage. And you're right, coming in with some of the linebacker and some of the blitzes and stuff, it just it just wasn't working. So I think for me, as far as positions are concerned, obviously quarterback, but interior defense, well, edge, and then interior defensive line, those would probably mm. be the three main uh, positions that that uh, that the Broncos will definitely need to look at um coming in. So I, I agree, and we got Mike Naylor coming in with, oh, with his position uh here. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Mike. Says that I, I agree with tight end, defensive line, quarterback, O line, and cornerback. Yes. So yeah, as far as the the order, I just mentioned the order, but yeah, I agree. Um, the the O line, I wouldn't say. Again, the O line for me this year wasn't all bad. I, I think some. Some positions could be upgraded. Obviously, we know Miners um, mm. was the MVP of that offensive line. Bowles did a pretty solid job, you know, but Bowles was, was good for the most part. Um, and then, you know, Powers kind of had hits. It was hit or miss for Powers at times, mm. <laughs> had the right yeah. guard position. But, you know, I, I would say overall, you know, I, I think they still need to address when it comes to depth and maybe right tackle, definitely getting mm-hmm. a developmental guy there that can form into a starter. Um, but yeah, overall, the O-line is, is you know, was was not bad. Um, but again, mm-hmm. thank you for pointing that out, Mike. That, that That's appreciated. And he also says there's a lot of holes and not a lot of depth. Yes, the depth mm-hmm. we don't talk about enough. Exactly, exactly. So I am going to... we got gary coming in here before i get into my second and we just addressed this gary but i just want to bring you up here thank you for coming in my man um he says good evening ron and dylan who do you like at 12 qb edge go broncos so yeah i would say like position again it's really going to depend on i so here's the thing gary it (laughs) I, I like I like Boo Nix. I, I just think Gary and Dylan, you can trade back and still get Nix. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would want to do. If if your player that you've kind of BPA isn't there, so if your BPA player isn't there, and if Nix is still on the board, I would trade back. You know, accumulate more picks, and you can pick up Boo Nix later. But if a premier edge is there, um, I'll probably stay packed and pick him. So yeah, Gary, it just it's just going to depend on who falls there, um, you know, at that at that pick. Um, but yeah, trading back if obviously the top three will probably be gone, so maybe trading back if if they prioritize the QB with Bo Nix, then if they're looking at edge, pick your edge right there. Well, what do you think about that
2: one, Dylan? Right, this one's easy for me. I'm definitely taking the edge at 12. There's not a quarterback. I would love to take at that spot. There's like I've mentioned before, there's things I like, but definitely not things I love about, uh, these second tier quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, trading back would be the best bet for the quarterback, but if we're sticking at 12, it's gotta be edged. Uh, uh, if a Dallas Turner or a Latu is there, Desperately need help at that position, and uh, if it has mm-hmm. to be between those two, it's got to be edge.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like Jared Verse. Yeah, again, there, there are lots of players mm-hmm. there of um, from Florida State. Yep, yeah, that can definitely help uh, on that edge group. So yeah, most definitely. Thank you, Gary, for coming in with that. Super job. We appreciate it. So now it's time to present our second sponsor for tonight, Hello Fresh. So with Hello Fresh, you get. Farm Fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking simple, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's
2: number one meal kit. This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's wholesome health-forward options like Over 30 Calorie Smart, and protein-smart recipes each week. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single delivery. Now that's worth waking up early for. Yeah,
1: so I've, I've used HelloFresh in the past. Um had some pretty good meals. I actually probably should start using them again here. not appetizing, but... It's time to go with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash huddlefree and use code huddlefree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash huddlefree with code huddlefree. All righty. So let's get back here to the chat. We got Mike Naylor and this actually gets into my second uh problem to solve in 2024. Thank you, Mike. It's good that we're all kind of thinking and like sharing the same brain. <laughs> he says, we really need a playmaker on offense. We don't have a star. Yeah, so I, I would maybe, well, I, I would, I would kind of, push back a little on that last part of we don't have a star um now he may not be at superstar status yet um but i mean this year courtland sutton was the star of this offense i mean what you know what he was able to do um you know he he came back to the courtland sutton that we know we knew like his second year in denver um, with those 10 touchdowns. So I would say, you know, on the star portion, I would push back there and say we do have our star number 14. But it doesn't take away from the fact that we definitely do need another playmaker, Mike. And, again, my second uh is addition of offensive weapons. Um, So I've always been pining for the number two pass catcher. Who's going to step up after Cortland Sutton to be a emerging star in this offense? Obviously, we thought that Jerry Judy would take that step. Didn't happen. We have Mims that they drafted last year that, you know, he's mostly used in special teams, but, you know, with the speed. And we saw some flashes, Dylan, from Marvin Mims this year, which is very surprising. Remember at the beginning of the season, um, and i that game against the washington commanders sticks out um and just to kind of get away from that it's it's very surprising but i would also say um mike the playmaker that we need is that tight end this offense is missing a consistent tight end and everyone thought that greg Dulcich was going to be that guy right but that hammy of his just can't get it together (laughs) it's an (laughs) hamstring issue um and we thought he was going to come back you know late in the year but you know that that didn't happen so i would say if we can i think wide receiver is definitely going to be um a position of importance mike especially in the draft because i don't see jerry judy on this team much longer jerry judy's going to be gone um and then you know if mims can kind of take that step with another receiver, and a tight end um, that can stretch the seams, I think that'll put the Broncos in a better position offensively.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. I uh, I know the guy that we both want at tight end is <laughs> not going to be available to us, most likely, and uh, Brock Bowers from Georgia. But uh, there's, there's some other good uh, tight end prospects in this draft. Um, definitely – it seems every year the wide receiver talent is uh, just getting better and better. And the class is, is, is pretty deep. So Denver should be able to snag another playmaker because, like you are saying, they desperately need one. S- Sutton can't be the only guy uh, making plays out there. And uh, I like Mims, and right now he's just a go-ball guy, you know, just running that nine route. And if he can expand his his route tree – and, or maybe Peyton can find some more creative ways to put him in this offense that isn't just a jet sweep. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it could be very beneficial for this team. Yeah, yep. most definitely. Most definitely.
1: All right, and we got Scott Hanson coming in here. Thank you, Scott. He says, Denver needs an elite front seven to disrupt the offense, pressure the QB. Yes, Scott. Um, Exactly. Some some of the problems that we are currently discussing definitely do, you know, feed into that of that front seven needs to be more stout. Again, getting playmakers, getting strengthening that interior of the defensive line, getting those edge players, um, you know, having people that can help out Zach Allen on the interior. I I think if they can get to um, get some players Through agents, through free agency in the draft, I think that'll definitely help with with that quarterback pressure. But absolutely, absolutely. All right. And then we got Ace Boogie coming in, which this is an interesting one because he has this is free agent and um, some of the draft uh, prospects here. So um, thank you, Ace, for coming in with this. He says one Justin Fields, two Trey Lance, three Kyler Murray, four Michael Pennings Jr., five. Bo Nix, six J.J. McCarthy. I guess which one out of those would you pick, Dylan? I'll let you start this one off. Which which one?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Oof. Um, personally, I would take. Oh, it's probably between Nix and McCarthy. I I like the idea of getting a rookie and having that rookie contract. Uh, Justin, I I've no idea why we would go for justin fields um i just don't like the idea of taking or trey lance for that matter i don't like trying to take a shot on someone else's quarterback we need to draft and develop within um kyler murray i take him but i don't think he's available <laughs> <laughs> I, I i do like a lot of his game and you know he's uh represents us uh, short kings out here um Yes. But yeah, I, I think it would definitely be between McCarthy and Knicks.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you, Dylan. I, I think AC yeah, for these purposes, my pick is someone in the draft. Um, so yeah, you're gonna be looking at four, five, and six here per your list. Um I'm sick of going after someone else's these other teams as quarterbacks, tired of the the bridging you know, someone coming in trying to help the Broncos. It's time for the Broncos to do it the way it should have been done all along. It's mm-hmm. go in the draft, scout your guy, study your guy, go and get your guy and develop him. So again, with that in mind, you know, I, I kind of ranked mine a little earlier in the show. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say Nick's McCarthy, Penix, mm-hmm. again would would be the the order I I would I would take as far as if we're looking at all three and if all three are there on the board. But yeah, again, it's it's time for
2: the Broncos to to do, to do it the way it should be done here. Yeah, no more leftovers. We want the full meal, guys. <laughs> right, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right,
1: we got String Guy coming in with a question. Thank you for coming in, as always, my man. He says, I know everyone wants us to draft a QB, but if none falls to us, what about a player trade for Fields? Perhaps a Judy and Javante Williams. Hmm. So with this String Guy, uh, again, Fields is good. Now, it's kind of hard to really evaluate him just because the whole team for the Chicago bears, it's, it's just a disaster. So, you know, you saw him running for his life a lot. That offensive line um, was just terrible. Um, and there are some playmakers out there, but it's, so it's kind of hard to evaluate him kind of as a whole, but the reason why I wouldn't want fields in Denver is because, you know, he reminds me too much of Russell Wilson. He's just a younger Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. um, you know, not to say now, I know he can, he maybe can see the feet a little better, but it's, you know, him running for his life, taking off and running. Um, you know, the deep ball from Fields is good, but I see so many elements and traits of Russell Wilson that, you know, I just don't see him being a Peyton guy. Um, so that's why I would say n- not not a Fields, um, at least for Denver. Um, now, again, depending on, Again, I, you know, we could be wrong, but I, I just don't see it happening. Um, now, trading, you know, to move up in the draft, that might be kind of where Judy and or Javante and, you know, we don't want PS2, but again, that's a go. But that's kind of <laughs> where, you know, some of those player trades may come up in discussions of, you know, you move up possibly to the top five, or you know, if Jaden Daniels is falling, right? You know, if he's there at eight, right, and maybe you can kind of discuss moving some players to to get up to get a Jaden Daniels, right? So I can see player trades happening for that, but to get a field, um, no, I, I just I just don't see it.
2: What what, what do you think about that one, uh, Dylan? Yeah. Um... I, I'm over trading for quarterbacks, I think, for uh, the next hundred years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> after I think Russell Wilson's tra- traumatized me. Uh, I could, in terms of uh, tr- using Judy and Javante as trade pieces, I could see it. Uh, what they're worth, though, is a bit concerning. I don't see Judy getting more than a fourth at this point maybe i'm just being a downer but he uh you're not just getting the player you're getting his attitude he he just seems hard to work with he he hasn't produced much on the field and i'd say the same for javante like us broncos fans know how explosive and how powerful he is in the run game and but coming off this season obviously at around 740 yards but he just looked sluggish. Obviously, coming off the knee injury, it was even miraculous. He played this season. So I, I just don't see... Uh, Judy, maybe. But Javante, I don't really see him as a high-value trade piece. You're better off just keeping him.
1: Yeah, and I, I would say, string guy, I don't think... Uh, the only... Again, the player with the highest value on this team is Patrick Sertain. Mm-hmm. Like he can be, you know, worth a few first-rounders, right? So that would be your movable chess piece, again, if you want to get up within that range to go grab your quarterback, you know, if if one's there for you, you know, the one that you like. Um, but I'm, I'm with you, Dylan, that. Judy, I, I don't see more than a... You can get maybe a third-round pick, and definitely with Javante, you know. Yeah. I, again, given Judy's production, I... Maybe... <laughs> I wouldn't even maybe no third maybe a fourth round right so i i, I guess yeah, yeah. you know maybe you look at just trading those and getting those you know later round picks for him um but yeah i definitely string right here to your question i i do not want fields in denver i can see fields going somewhere to like the atlanta falcons possibly mm-hmm. um i think that might be you know a, a better um you know a better team for him um a better environment for him but yeah definitely not in denver all right, let's see who else do we have here in the chat. All right, let's see. I got Phil, long one. Phil, thank you, Phil, for coming in again. I appreciate you, my man. He says, "Good evening, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott." Yes, we need a cue, but we have a guy that has been a multiple Pro Bowler, appeared in at least sixteen playoff games has won a Super Bowl, what bridge QB is going to match that? If the O-line could open a lane and we had had a running back that could take advantage, what a difference that would be. And then where is our big tight end? Why is the play calling not better considering who our coaches are? How about the D getting the ball back to us quicker, (laughs) just venting (laughs) Thank you Phil. yes, yes you you can come here to vent. We, we We're here to listen, my man. Mm-hmm. um yeah, so th- this this is a lot here phil um <laughs> i I would say you know we' will, we'll break this down here in, in into a few different segments. so going back to your I, I guess the initial comment here as it pertains to the the need at quarterback, you're right, you know, obviously Russell Wilson is all those things you mentioned right playoff caliber quarterback has won that Super Bowl. But, again, you have to look at it, Phil, kind of within the context of the coaching and of the scheme. And, again, Sean Payton has his own scheme. And what Russ has done, when we've seen Russ in Seattle, Phil, you know, Russ makes his name for a lot of those off-script plays. Right? He's going from right to left. Always looking down the field for the for the home run shot. Um, whereas though at times in Sean Payton's offense, that that is needed. Sometimes it happens. But, you know, you also see in Sean Payton's offense, you know, quarterback being able to see the field, going through the reads, you know, looking at the middle of the field, attacking the middle of the field. And we just we just didn't see Russ do that. So I think that's where you know kind of part of the problem is and to your question on the bridge qb again you know we're looking at it from a perspective of familiarity now you know Jameis winston comes to mind because obviously there's a familiarity there um with new orleans and he could be that type of quarterback that that can you know again that can come in and Again, hold that fort down for a little while, kind of run the offense as Sean Payton envisioned. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's again, you have to look at it in the context of the coaching staff with the scheme and can Russ fit with that? Um, Dylan, I'll let you take the 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 other two here as a as it relates to like the running game. I know you alluded to some of this earlier with you know, the run game needs to get up um mm-hmm. and then the tight end. your what are your thoughts there for the the um
2: the remaining questions there for phil yeah i'm glad you took that first part because i could rant forever on it (laughs) i have a lot of opinions on that so as it pertains to the running game i think uh the run blocking wasn't really that terrible this year i just don't think we had an explosive playmaker uh and javante williams was expected to be that and obviously with his injury it, it just didn't pan out P Ryan was better catching the ball at mostly in the fourth quarter he didn't play much outside of that and when the the brightest spot was uh, McLaughlin and he wasn't really utilized all that much until the, the end of the season when Denver was already down and out um so I, I just don't think they have someone back there that's reliable enough to uh, push the run game forward. I think the O-line did a good enough job to to get things done. And uh, our big tight end, it was supposed to be Dulcich. Uh, The Broncos weren't planning on him getting injured uh, in the first game of the season and then never returning. Uh, And you have Troutman. It shows why he uh, was the backup. Maybe not on the depth chart, but he was the backup, if we're being real about it. Um. But uh, the play calling, I see. Uh, this this Sean Payton offense does not look like the same one that it did with Drew Brees in New Orleans. He definitely tried tailoring uh, some things to Russ, Quick quick passes, you know, horizontal stuff, even taking deep shots and whatnot. Maybe could have used some more play action. But overall, this mm-hmm. this offense was not. Perfectly tailor made for Russell, but he did incorporate a lot of things that Russell's good at, and ultimately it just didn't pan out.
1: Yeah, and th- that that last portion is good. You saw that Peyton was able to adapt, mm-hmm. right, a-, a bit there as to tailor to Russ's strengths. You know, there was there was emphasis. At least that there was attempted emphasis on the run game. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't get the run game that we wanted. Um, but there was emphasis tried to be some emphasis there and then the 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 deep shots um at, at times. Mm-hmm. But so again, Peyton tried to adapt, but again, it goes back to how you know, Dylan, we normally view what games we've seen from Sean Payton in the past when it comes to New Orleans. It's you know, a lot of that we just didn't see in Denver just again. Based on the personnel, specifically Russell Wilson. So, but yeah, Phil, again, good good comments, good questions. Um, and again, if you need to bend on anything else, that that's why we're here, my man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the last, I, I want to get your thoughts, Dylan, on the last um problem um to solve for
2: the Denver Broncos in
1: 2024.
2: Uh, sure thing. So uh I see you have the secondary. Needs to be bolstered. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Because out, outside of Patrick Sertan, there's... Um, uh, and McMillan. He did. He had a breakout year this year. Um, but at the, specifically the boundary at corner. Damari Mathis, huge failure. Uh, Moreau came in. He played pretty pretty solid actually for a while, but kind of fell off. It's more than I thought you'd get out of a street-free agent. Um, and as... in pertains to safety pj lock uh filled in very well for cream jackson who couldn't seem to stop throwing his head around and into other players heads um, <laughs> but uh and then you have justin simmons obviously he's the captain back there which is great but uh pj lock is a free agent uh cream jackson's not here anymore you don't really know what you have in jail skinner and uh riley moss for using three or uh, sorry two third round picks to go get him it and just not seeing the field it, you can't be too comfortable going into next season with what we currently have yes
1: um and you're right uh, to 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 kind of expand a little bit more on that yeah the 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 second year campaign for damari mathis was just it was just a failure. You know, there, you know, there were so many lapses when it came to coverage. Uh, you know, it, we saw it from the onset, Dylan, of um, his matchup against the Raiders with Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe either myself or Thomas had that as a key when, when we first kicked off the season. And ever since that, it, it just went downhill. Um Baby Marrow came in, and you know at first was okay, then started to decline. So yeah, I I agree that the the, the secondary specifically, um, that cornerback that that corner three spot, um, needs, needs to be looked at because yeah, McMillan outkicked his coverage. I, I think with McMillan, the Broncos definitely need to look at, you know, signing him long term, um, because what he was able to do. Um, when he was inserted into this lineup, was great. Just a natural ball hawk, very aggressive. Um, so just kind of seeing those uh, traits on tape, it was good. And you're right on Raleigh Moss. You know, he he might be that guy. We we, we it was just mm-hmm. we saw limited play from him this year, but you know we'll we'll see what happens. And as far as the safety room is concerned, I will say one of the the best decisions was inserting PJ Locke in the lineup.
2: Forcefully um, inserted. <laughs> yes.
1: Forcefully, yes. Um because he was just he was just so good. Um and you you don't know what's gonna happen with Justin Simmons. I think you just alluded to it that you know he's getting old now and um you know again he might be a, a piece for the Broncos maybe to trade maybe for Later picks, possibly so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then JL Skinner, we'll see what happens there. And Caden Stearns is our live right. So, we have all of these players, and it's like, but they stay injured, you know. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's something they'll probably need to start looking at specifically in the draft. Um, as it really pertains to depth,
2: mm-hmm. I, I even forgot about Caden Stearns. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. All righty, let's see here.
1: Who else do we have in the chat? Um, got string guy coming in again. Um, thank you, string guy. He says, "P.S. Two is your number one chess piece, but to many teams ahead of Denver needs QBs. I don't see Denver getting into the top three, four QB. Yeah, so yeah, string guy. I, I, I don't. I just don't see it either. Um, yeah, because again, number two is going to be your your movable piece to get into that range, and again, from what I know, anything can happen. But from what they were saying, with the postseason presser that you know, PS two is a is a Bronco lifer, right? And you know, again, but and we saw it. you you can build the defense around PS two. So he is that foundational piece on defense. Um, but yeah, I can maybe see something happening um again it kind of depends on how the board falls again if let's say Jaden daniels starts to slip dylan right i, I think that's where the thing is mm-hmm. the broncos may be let's say they're there with you know the five that the falcons pick at eight right let's say they're eight or nine and daniels is still there mm-hmm. right maybe moving up a few um from 12 to eight or nine to grab him right but might be you know a more more reasonable move, right? Given what the Broncos have, but yeah, all the way in the top three. Um, it's is near it's impossible, <laughs> it's near impossible. <laughs> I mean it is a chance, it is possible, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of the, the the you know the capital that Broncos have. It's just
2: yeah, it's you have to ask yourself too, does one of those top three teams want to prioritize a corner over a future quarterback? And it's just yeah, I I, I don't see it, but if we're you're trading PS2, you better guarantee me we're getting one of those top three guys because otherwise I'm I'm out on it.
1: Yeah, for me, if we're trading PS2, we better get Caleb Williams in return. That's how I see it.
2: You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you
1: know, that, that that that's where I'm at, guys. It's you know, we, we if we really have to get off of number two, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm getting that guy out of USC. Uh so but again. We will see what happens um, as as the draft talk continues. Mm-hmm. All right, Dylan. We are running up on about 51 minutes. Let's see here if
2: um, we have any uh, other comments. I have one that I'd like to pull up here just because we are right. talking about it before. <laughs> Ronnie Garcia says, uh, Good evening, Ron and Dylan in Broncos country. Who's watching the 2024 Royal Rumble? I want Randy Orton to become champion. Well, go Broncos! Uh, I was telling around before the show. Me and my brother are uh, huge wrestling fans, and uh, I'll be watching that once we uh, finish up our business here. But uh, I'm I'm excited for wrestling. I always loved wrestling growing up. I got back into it around uh, pandemic, and uh, I I hope uh, Gunther wins. For anyone who knows who that is. Uh, but thank you, Rodney. I appreciate it.
1: Cool. Yeah, Rodney. I'm. I, I know about Roy Rumble. I don't. I used to follow wrestling a lot. I don't follow it as much as much now. But yeah, it should be a should be a good matchup there, the Royal Rumble. So that would be good. All righty. Thank you again. All right. Yes, yeah, so I don't see any other um, comments here. So I think we can wrap up here for tonight, Dylan. All right, so thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Orange and Blue View. It's been great to talk to everyone as it pertains to some of our views as it relates to, you know, the problems that the Broncos need to solve in the, in the 2024 season um, and kind of sharing some of your um, your perspectives as well. So thank you. If you don't do anything else, guys, make sure you subscribe and like um, and share across all of the platforms. You know, there's a different pod every day um, discussing everything Broncos related. Um, and follow us um, on Twitter as well. Um, so I am at Ron White NFL. And then Dylan at Dylan Vaughn Arts, MHH. Again, we're on Twitter every day. So if you have any outstanding Broncos questions, um, some people send me some, you know, links to film, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anything, right? Um, just, yeah, make sure you hit us up and we'll definitely, uh, you know, be in conversation with you there. Um,
2: anything to add, Dylan, before we wrap up for tonight? Any parting words? Uh Yeah. Just uh, another show down, and uh, just happy to see everyone here in the chat. Uh, I feel like I'm getting a little more comfortable. Besides, uh, I, I sent Ron a picture of my setup, and I'm not very comfortable. Uh, I'll be I'll be moving out here hopefully in a couple months. I'll have some more space, but uh, so I also won't be this close to the camera as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks uh, thanks everyone for joining the show and uh, commenting.
1: Yes. Yes. And again, Dylan, Yep, you're, you're doing great so far. So thank you, everyone, for coming in again. Um, and we will talk to all of you n- next week. Have a great evening and go Broncos.
2: Go Broncos.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?